Are you ready to feel awesome? Shell V-Power. Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame. One heroic combination. Fill up with 30 pounds of Shell V-Power for your chance to win awesome prizes every day with Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame in cinemas April 25th. Fill up and feel heroic with Britain's number one selling performance fuel. Conditions apply. Participating sites see shell.co.uk slash win. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good morrow, and welcome to the Boytown Podcast with your hosts, Papa Bear, Dave Elliott, and, <coughs> yeah, just me, um, just me this week, um, not even got Ben on board this week, our producer, unfortunately, Ben <coughs> couldn't make it today, so full editing, full content full everything of this week's Boytown podcast is effectively all at my mercy so hey you know it could be the last ever podcast for all we know you know it could just be me saying terrible things about um as they say katie price katie hopkins my you know someone who i'm a, a speaker i'm a great fan of if you would believe tweetback um but no, welcome to this week's podcast with your solo host Dave Elliott. And I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm joking at the start there, but who better, you know, what better man to have at the helm than me? You know, I'll give you a second to think of a better one. Nah, there isn't. It's just me. And, you know, I'm going to be straight with you. This podcast, it's going to be a short one. And if anybody knows about short ones, <laughs> it's me. Because, of course, my own podcast, Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, which is available on SoundCloud and iTunes and is only around 45 minutes long per week, as opposed to the Boytown Podcast, which you're listening to now, that's about an hour long, Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, released every Monday. If you like this, check into that and hear yeah, whatever, you know. Um, it's an excellent podcast. But Boytown will be back to normal from next week. When the weasel... Snake Rat, Money Toad, Human ATM, Long Fingered Bucktooth, Rent Boy, Shane Todd returns. Now, if you listen in to last week's podcast that I did with, I must give him credit, my very able or disabled, depends how you view it, co-host Aaron Butler, the sugar butt was on the podcast, did a great job. I must give him shout out. Again, as I've said, if you like listening to my podcast, check out Aaron Butler's podcast, the very um, well thought out, intelligent, smart, witty, named the Aaron Butler podcast. Check that out too. I had the sugar butt on last week and he did a, did a great job. Uh, a lot of positive feedback. A lot of people actually get in touch being like, hey man, why don't you and Butler do a podcast you yourselves? Um, and I was like, well, you know, kind of set up Boytown in the first instant with Shane. So I kind of am obliged to do it. Now, if something were to happen to Shane, you know, if he were to, I don't know, have, you know, befall a, an ill accident or something whereby he couldn't do the podcast anymore, I'd definitely be getting the sugar butt on board. Um, you know, if, if Shane decided, hey, you know, like, he, to be fair, 
he does have very long feet. Like Shane's got weird feet. Like when he's wearing shoes, you know, he looks as though he's about to try and climb out of a smart car with 14 other face painted mates. You know, he's got those clown feet, you know, so those boots are big boots to fill, you know, quite literally because his feet are freakishly long. Um, like he'd be a good swimmer with his big long fingers and long feet. But, you know, if his boots were to be filled, there's a guy with, you know, very shiny outfits willing to do that and that is Aaron Butler I think you know if you're listening Aaron um, thank you again for last week but also you know if you want to host this podcast permanently arrange for someone to bump off Shane you know or at least you know cut his vocal cords or tongue a bit aggressive but you know what I mean take him out So what I'm saying if you want if it means that much to you and you want this take him out you know take him out just eradicate him but hey it is what it is. I'm here this week, guys. I told you it was going to be a short one. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Boytown Podcast. I've been only joking. Unfortunately, literally, there has to be a podcast this week. Now, we could have taken a break. We could have just gone, hey, guys, we're taking a little siesta this week because, you know, it's the festive period. It's Christmas, you know. It's Christmas, as Slade say. But we can't do that now. You're saying, why Why couldn't you just told us we're taking a break? Well, because in our madness, trying to make Christmas better for y'all, all you guys, all you listeners of the podcast, we booked a live boy town for sometime in February. And that is being billed as episode 110. Now, this is 102, and if we took a break... And by the time we do the live podcast, it'd be 109. That'll fuck things up. You know, like, I am a wee bit of a rain man guy in that I'm very smart. You know, Shane's a wee bit of a rain man guy and he's autistic. So by not having those numbers lining up, it would upset him. You know, and he's just, you know, he's away from things at the minute. He's on his honeymoon. I think he's on... He, it's not his real honeymoon. He's just... He just doesn't want to do the podcast, basically. You know, I think he's... um He's actually going to Rome for a few days, as in in Italy, not just to wander the fields. But he he, he could have done the podcast probably yesterday, to be fair. But he, you know he didn't, and you know that's you know use judge what you you make of it. You know do you think does Shane love the podcast as much as I do? That I love the listeners, or does he love listeners as much as me? I don't know. I don't know if he respects you. I'm just saying, like I don't know if he respects the people that put him on the plinth that he's on. You know, that's all I'm saying. I just don't know if he if he does or not. And as, as far as Ben's concerned, you know, Ben's had a pretty um, tough time, something that couldn't be avoided, and unfortunately he can't be with us today. I'm not going to go in too hard on, on Ben the Snakecraft, but I mean, you know, whenever we're back together next week, I will just sit and allow there to be, you know, several minutes of dead air so you can just all <clears throat> drink in the... You know, just be grateful for me. You know, just that, that's effectively what I want is just people to be grateful for me. You know what I mean? And that's and that's fair enough. And that's just what I'm willing to willing to do and listen to, you know. Um, but we're here anyway. It's been Christmas. To be totally honest with you, I'm not feeling at my best. You know, I'm not feeling 100% because, you know, Christmas means a lot of things to a lot of people. Christmas means family. Christmas means, you know, celebrating the birth of the baby Jesus, um, it means, you know, guys coming down your chimney and emptying their sacks, it means, you know, 
like randomly three guys just turning up to celebrate uh, your birth. Oddly, you know, there is a celebration whereby there was a baby born um, to a virgin, which, you know, which, hey, you know, I did single word science. And even in single word science, we learned how babies are made. Do you know what I mean? I've made a baby myself and, you know, we all know how it was made. <laughs> you know, a stork comes and sees that there's two people in love and drops you a baby. You know, that's what happens there. So I'm just kind of saying I think maybe Joseph might have been a bit mugged off there. I think, you know, I think Mary might have done a bit of a sly one on him. You know, I could be wrong, could be offending people there. But, I mean, it's not my intention to do so. But I'm just saying, yeah, there is a chance, you know, Mary might have been... You know, fucking other dudes, and just be look. I could be wrong, but she might be fucking other dudes. I'm blaming that on the notorious one, God. But that aside, we do have Christmas time mistletoe and wine, and I didn't have any mistletoe this Christmas. I don't need mistletoe anymore because I'm married. I just get those snogs when I want. I never, she refuses to kiss me. But I do have lots of wine this Christmas. Um, it all actually started Christmas for me last week at the Snake Rat Shane's wedding, um, which, if you listen to my own weird podcast, you'd have heard I'm not talking about that, apart from the bits that pertain to myself, and um, I'm not going to talk about Shane's wedding on Boytown, because I feel like it would be good for him to return and talk about his own wedding with me, and we can go through a few wee bits. I will just say on that, that note, I did MC his wedding service you know very well I really set the tone for the day and um, I brought Shane on to speak during the speeches with absolute aplomb you know I think a lot of people really thought there's literally no better guy for this I can't wait to hear what Shane says in his speech about Dave and if you're one of those people you know you'd be disappointed because he is insane he uh he commands the way through speech without reference to me, which is hurtful. You know, um, it, it's hurtful whenever you you don't you don't get mentioned by you know your life partner in their speech, and it's also hurtful um, whenever he he doesn't even apologize about it. But whatever, we'll talk about that next week. I think all you guys, you listeners to the podcast, should get at him on social media and be like, "Hey man, you're snake rat." It's, just say, "Look, man, slide and mention Dave in, in, in your speech." Just say, "Look, that it's sly." You know, it is sly. I mean, I'm over it. I don't want to uh, dwell on it too much because um, I'll get upset. But, you know, other than break my heart, um, it was a great day. You know, Shane looked well. His wife looked well. It was a fun day. A lot of fun people were there having a fun time. And, yeah, it was it was good. I will definitely get into more detail next week. But, hey, what a cliffhanger for you guys at Christmas. Being like, oh, I'll have to tune in next week to see what Big Popper Bear has to say about that. And then, of course, the next night after the wedding, we went out to the Cabaret Supper Club at AMPM, which, um, first and foremost, was an enjoyable night. You know, it's clearly a players club, like for Playboys and billionaires, because the bill at the end of the night was literally seven grand. You know, it was it, it's steep. However, you get fabulous entertainment. Um, there was a guy there who, when he came out on stage, I just looked at him and went, "Hmm, is this a mirror?" 
because this guy Rossi you call him look up his Instagram something Rossi look up Rossi Cabaret Supper Club it's just me with a shaved head you know this guy very sexy um, and I mean real knows real you know real recognise real because whenever he came on stage I was front row clapping for him he just looked right down to me and he like I don't know if he's a listener of the podcast or not but he just um, he knew my nickname like a variation of my nickname you know as you guys all know my nickname is Papa Bear I answer to that, whatever. He just looked clean, clean, dead in the eye, and he just went to me, you're a big fucking sexy burr. And I went, thank you, mate. You are also a sexy man because that's, you know, because you look like me, therefore you are sexy. And then, like, like if I find somebody with similar interests to me, like, I like it whenever they, you know, they offer to embrace me and I'd be like, yo, I'd hug this guy for sure. And like he similar similarly to that looked down at me and was like, I would fuck you. And I mean, I know that in some different cultures and stuff that that means that that's a sign of affection, you know. So he wanted to um, penetrate me and I respect his culture and accept the, you know, the warmth and openness of that from him but he was a great performer did a lovely bit of singing there was lots of other interesting performances too there was some burlesque which for those of you that don't know what burlesque is it's a kind of mm, it's like an expressive dance um where i like where there's a bit of comedy a bit of show um it's like a strip tease but it's tasteful you know i.e you don't see full bits and bobs you know they're like wee tassels over the nipples there's some skill involved with swinging the, a, a boob and to be able to make the tassel swing it's it's artistic you know it's it's definitely impressive there was a woman who was uh fiddling with her hoop um as well she was very impressive very athletic to be able to manipulate her hoop in such a way to you know climb into it and flip around in it and like dip up dip down spin around it was very it was a very impressive performance if i hadn't been drinking myself i probably would have asked her after the gig if i could have a go on her hoop because i would like to learn how to manipulate my hoop the way she manipulates hers and it was very talented to do that and there was also um, a couple of dancers. Um, there was a guy. The, the name stands out. There was this dancer, and he was very talented, very limber, flexible, very in, in time with the beat. And he was called Bobby Bordeaux. Which I mean, I don't know an awful lot about names in general. Like I'm not a bit a big name smith, but I know there's not too many Bobby Bordeaux in Northern Ireland. So um, if any of you guys are or know Bobby Bordeaux, give him a major shout out um, from me. Say, yeah, man, you definitely warm up before you throw those shapes. Um, Bobby was was definitely getting pretty pretty loose on that stage with those dance moves and um, got a good good sweat on. Like, he definitely burns those calories. So major shout out to Bobby Bordeaux and my boy Rossi. Um, a sexy bear who wants to embrace me. But that was a good night. That was a nice follow-on from the wedding. Um, and then following that, I just couldn't buy any Christmas presents and stuff from my family because uh, it's a dear, old, uh, a dear old venue. But hey, the entertainment was good. You know, it was good. It was a fun night. I also left my car in a car park, which uh, shut and basically meant, hey, that I had to come back the next day to get my car, which also cost basically 28 quid. But I mean... I always look at it like this. If the night's fun, if it's a good night, it's worth it. So 
it was definitely worth it. And then the weekend came, and I basically, <coughs> hey, I just basically had to babysit all weekend. Now, I know a lot of people get a bit antsy about that. Oh, you can't say you babysit your own baby. She's a baby, and I said, well, she does stuff. So I basically was looking after her because my, my wife was working flat out. She's a nurse, you know what I mean? She saves lives. Um, you know, major shout out to her for that. And I, and I was just looking after the baby, which, you know, I'm, I'm good at doing. I'm a good dad. I am able to like, I, I feel like I'm good at that because I'm on the same wavelength as my child. You know, she's a year old and like is into similar stuff to me. Like she likes to, to play with Lego. I like to play with Lego, you know. She likes um, watching Peppa Pig. I like watching Peppa Pig. She likes sucking on big dummy tits. I like sucking on big d- d- dummy tits too. You know, it's... We have a lot in common, so we hung out well. And, you know, over the weekend we had a lot of chores to do because, as you all know, it was Christmas this week. And, you know, what a Christmas it was. Um, the older you get, the more it just becomes about drinking, really, doesn't it? You know, you go from it being, it's all about presents. What Santa got me to being basically, it's solely about what I can drink, how much I can eat. And you know how much sleep I can get. Like I, I fully turn into Henry the Eighth. Um, whenever it's Christmas time, you know, you know, or else if you're you're French, Henri Le Wheat. <laughs> you know that's what I do. I just feel as though I'm I'm a banqueting guy. You know, I just eat as much as I can and I drink as much as I can. It's just a great time. And this week was was no different. On the Monday it was Christmas Eve. I had another day of. Uh, chores to do I had to put Holly my, my daughter in the nursery and I just had to go about the place um, delivering Christmas presents organising things getting drinks together tidying house just doing lots of like adult stuff and not like good adult stuff not like XXX X rated adult stuff just legit boring run of the mill chores but hey to be an old bore man you know you gotta do it they have got to be done so I did those chores and then that just got me ready for Christmas day um, later on the day I did what is now a tradition for me is to go for drinks with my parents and my wife's parents and then I bring Holly along with me last year was sweet because she was just basically 17 days old so whenever we went out for drinks last Christmas she just kind of sat there in her wee in a wee like buggy thing yeah it's not a buggy it's a it's a child seat she just sat there and that whereas this year she was basically um you know a full prick I, I you know i want to choose my words carefully but she was definitely a prick from as soon as we got to the bar she just started um screaming now i should have probably known slightly in advance because i had to pick her up from nursery and as i got the nursery and um, one of the one of the, the girls at the work in the nursery and look after sort of came towards me as I came through the door and like they don't do that unless they have news and news is never good news, do you know what I mean? They um the woman came towards me and was like, Um, you might wanna get uh you know, you might just wanna be aware <laughs> uh you know, that Holly has a little bit of big bean juice on her collar 
I was like, all oh, right, okay, that's cool. Now, the color of the outfit she was wearing was furry and white because, hey, it was Christmas Eve. She was in nursery. She was dressed as Mrs. Claus. You know why? Because that's festive. You know, she's a little baby girl. We put her in a little dress like Mrs. Claus. You know, I, I'm just I'm just making a call as her dad that she's a girl at the minute. You know, if she wants to change that, that's up to her. But for now, she was wearing a little dress. Miss Claus dress with the like furry collar, the furry cuffs, the furry trimmings, right? So I was like, oh no, there's gonna be a little, well, a little bit of bean juice in her collar. I can just wipe that off, bring her straight out for drinks, it'll be fine. Then I got into the room where she was in, and she was orange. It was like looking at Donald Trump's face. She was completely luminous orange. Her white cuffs and collar. And trimmings were fully orange and saturated in bean juice. She's wearing these nice little white tights that had like little shoes on the feet, like in the, the design of the tights, not actual shoes on top, just in the design of the tights, the whole tights, orange. And then it looked like she'd been sweating loads, her hair was all wet, but then I touched it, it was hard because it was bean juice in her hair that had hardened. So inside I was going, oh, fuck, fuck. Fuck, you've ruined Christmas. I'm supposed to be taking her straight out to go for festive drinks, looking super cute with her grandparents. And she looks like this. You know, she looks like she has been in an explosion in a Watson factory. She is fully luminous orange, like a nuclear explosion in a Watson factory. She was luminous orange. She stank of bean juice. And hey, if any of you guys out there don't want to smell like anything... It's bean juice, like there's not a word. It is gross. So I had to try not to lose the rag with the people in there. I was like, oh, well, you just told me there's a little bit in her collar. Internally, I'm going, you lying bastard, you have stitched me up a kipper there. So to get her home, bring her to her granny's house and be like, look, do you have any change of clothes for her? Now, the thing about grannies is thieving bitches. You know, you'll go to bring your kid to their grannies to be looked after and inevitably, the grannies will steal gear off you. You know, it does come in useful, like like in this instance, whenever I was able to go, do you have any change of clothes? And they were like, oh, why? I've got this also festive outfit. And I was like, hmm, that was a festive outfit she was wearing a couple of, outfit, outfit she was wearing a couple of days ago that um, she wore to your house and you've just stolen. You know, I didn't want to raise that at that particular juncture because, you know... It pulled me out of a hole, basically. But um, I just would say I just don't trust any grannies anymore. You know, live your life, but I really don't trust grannies. So then I brought um, her to the old inn in Crawfordsburn, which is hey, it's like a local bar for us around Christmas. You know, it's back home where I am. I'm a North Down guy. I'm a motherfucking star boy from North Down, right? So that's where I was, and I got in there, and basically Holly just started. She's like, you know what? I ain't, I ain't playing no ball. You have this nice Christmas festive plan for me. You know, you're, you're going to make Christmas start well. You know, you're going to start a wee tradition. You're going to bestow me with all this love from just all my family being around me. And she's like, nah, fuck that. Get me home. I want to watch Peppa Pig. And she just screamed and screamed and screamed that I could only get after the world's busiest day literally half a pint of my Guinness into me. And I decided to take her home. And I thought, you little fuck. You have, you've, you've wrecked my day. 
so I got her home and basically told her, you know, hey, Santa's not real. Welcome, welcome to the real world. Put her in a cot in nothing but uh, an old linen nappy and said, there you go. Welcome to the real world. Fend for yourself. You little jerk. That didn't. Her, her mum came home. And, like, I, I know people are going, oh, what? Santa's not real. Um, nah, he, he isn't. You know, he's not. He's not real at all. And how I know he's not real was I asked for Red Dead Redemption 2 for Christmas this, this year and he didn't deliver. Got a pair of pyjamas, got some slippers, um, got some beard conditioner, um, but not Red Dead Redemption 2. So pretty sly Santa. I did, on the other hand, um, go out and buy it for myself this year because, you know, if no, someone's going to look after you, you may as well do it yourself. You know what I mean? you gotta you got to look after number one. You go, girlfriend, but you know Santa didn't provide it with me. So if yeah, if y'all ever see Santa, just say you know fuck you, man. From me, you've let me down this year, first time ever. But you know I don't believe anymore. Thirty-two years old, don't believe. You know, I know something about like Jose Mourinho there. I don't believe. I don't think it is good. I don't like you. Mm, I'm a special one, and you are a, and you are an asshole. Fuck you, Santa. Yeah, our relationship's fractured, Santa. But you know, if you want to come back on side next year, I'll give you one more chance. And then Christmas Day arose from the day after Christmas Eve, and it was my first Christmas as like a dad with a kid that actually could do something. Because as I say last year, Holly just was a new, a newly hatched baby, and just basically slept. Which I mean. At the time, you're like, oh, I kind of like them to do more. And now they can do more. You're like, nah, we should just lay there, you know. But this year she came down and didn't open any presents, just basically threw them from on the sofa into the ground with, you know, venom. So a lot of stuff that um, Santa did leave her was was broken. Um, And then any time you tore the paper, she cried. She didn't like that noise. So she's a bit of a voice, a destructive voice. But that was nice. Um, Got up at half five on Christmas Day. Not because I've got an excited child, but because uh, Catherine was once again working. So we thought we'd get up early, open our presents together. She would go to work. Myself and Holly would go back to bed. Um, and Holly wasn't. She's like, nah, I'm up. I'm excited. I ain't going back to sleep. So that was sweet for me being up from half five on Christmas Day. And then I had to drive all around the world again on that day because Catherine was working. I had to bring Holly to see her and work. Go to my parents for a bit of breakfast. Go to Catherine's parents to say hello to their great grandparents, and then go back to my parents' house where we had Christmas dinner. And as soon as I got rid of those that car, I was on the beers, and I deserved it. You know, I deserved a drink. Um, my folks were like, "Hey, you know, if you want, you're going to be here all day. We could keep Holly overnight." And I went, mm, "Yes, please." So then that will enable myself and Catherine to go to our friends. Lee Bodies house for oh whoa my mic just went off floppy on me there story of my life to be fair staying rigid for 26 minutes um, is definitely definitely a first for me there we go no more problems but um, we were able to go to our friends at Lee Bodies house where we basically just play drinking games play cards play trivial pursuits and just had a great time drank excessively and then went home to bed and actually got to lie in and I was grand because on Boxing Day, 
I was doing the hosting. Now, if you're an, an avid listener to the Boytown podcast, you will know um, about my table. I have this um, table in my house, which is, to be fair, my number one uh, luxury item that I own. Um, it's a very dear table, basically. I remember telling Shane about the table, and he was like, what? I was like, yeah, I've basically ordered this table. And he's like, when when, when can I see it? And I'm like, well, it's going to take several months to make as it's fully bespoke. And I mean, you guys will know I'm a fan of bespoke uh, work. But this particular table um, was, was like four levels of organization. The first level, I had to go to this old like timber yard and look at these pieces of wood. Like, let's be honest, I'm 32, you know, still relatively young in the grand scheme of things. I don't know much about bits of wood <laughs> or sitting actress to the bishop. But, I mean, I went into this, like, showroom. I was just looking at these bits of wood. And I was like, ah, it's dead on. And then the guy's like, nah, it's a shit piece. I was like, all right, didn't know that. Um, what about this? That looks fucking dead on there. He goes, nah, it's rotten. All right, okay. Um, do you want to just tell me what's the best bit of wood you have here? And he's like, oh, this piece of wood. Um, and then told me this whole big story that there's this piece of wood that was, like, the Christmas tree, from the Christmas tree, I like the Mount Stewart estate in like 1884 or something and now it's been cut down and like treated and made into this just tabletop and I was like sounds good to me I like a bit of history but also it looks sweet that'll do and then he was like right here's what we can do either I can make the table for you or deal with it myself or you can like arrange through me to get the tabletop sent to a guy to treat it and then it can go from the guy who treats it to the guy who puts the legs onto it. And then the guy who puts the legs onto it will deliver it to you and build it in your house. And I was like, can you not just do it? Like, that'd be fucking easier. And the guy was like, yeah, it's going to cost like 600 quid more if I do that. And I was like, ah, sweet, just fucking send it on to the boyos in themselves because 600 quid is fairly steep. You know, ideally I could have bought like 17 tables of decent quality for 600 quid, but now we decided to just go for this one, which I, I can't even say how much it costs because it actually, this, I'm still a bit vulnerable from drinking last night. So if I say how much this particular piece cost me, I'll just vomit everywhere because I'm still not over it. But eventually got the table, got to put in, it's it's in my house, I got to put in in like May, June, July, August maybe. So it's taken me August, September, October, November, December, five months to actually eat at this table. So on Boxing Day, we had a big family dinner for the first time in our house that we moved into there in May. So I had my mum and dad around, my sister, Catherine's mum and dad, and then one of her brothers came around with his girlfriend and we just served them up food, lots of drink. I made, um, you know, the traditional Christmas meal of uh, chicken paprikash from Hungary, obviously and had some roasted potatoes, some roasted potatoes, some roasted vegetables, you know, eh, eh. and uh, some soup to start, and then dessert with like a brownie uh, thing, some pavlova, some cream and all that jazz, and then just loads of drinks. Um, fully getting steaming I was. Um, actually, when I was making it, I drank a bottle of 
of Bailey's just cooking dinner, which is like the most dad thing to do, is just get lit at 10 in the morning, mind your own business, listening to your own music, and making food. You know, that is so, so dad to do that. So the dad on Boxing Day, got them all there, started getting good and, good and steaming, drank my Bailey's, got on a few beers, had some ciders, and then just onto the red wine. Big red wine fan. Love me, love me a Malbec. Was getting that on board. And then it just hit me. Ah, oh, Balix, I'm working tomorrow. <laughs> and like, by that stage, I'm talking seven out of ten drunk. And I'm like, ah, fuck. And then you get to that point where, if you listen to my own podcast, the Weird Podcast, you'll know I, I often preach that I'm a man who will cross a bridge when he gets to it, you know. I'll not worry about trying to get over a bridge. I'll not try and worry about getting from one side of the river to the other until I'm literally looking at the water. And that was the case, you know. I just thought, hey, fuck it. I'll get up in the morning. I'll go to work. I'll do my day's work. I'll get home. But, um, you know, whenever I woke up uh, this morning, I felt like I had been lobotomized. My head was excruciating. You know that heart pain, not heart pain, shit, that's a, a subliminal message. You know that headache pain you get that every single time your heart beats, it's like a dagger to your brain, like, boom, ah, or sorry, for my heartbeat, it's like, boom, 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 oh, shit, boom, 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 you know, and that was just in excessive pain, and then when I woke up before I even could go to work, I went down into the kitchen and saw the remnants of last night, and I was like, ah, leaks, I have to clean that up, so I did like a little bit, I put the dishwasher on, emptied some drinks, put some stuff in the bin, went to work, and basically sat there, all day, you know, just, it was like, why I'm even here, there's literally no work to be done, I'm just a body in a place for the sake of it, you know, my employer should have just been like, hey man, we get you, you know you want to have some time with your family, just take a day off on us, but hey, that's what happens in your slice snake rat organisation, you just don't let people do that, so the big man's back in work, and that's me and work again tomorrow, uh, but that's why the podcast late, because I was supposed to record it on Boxing Day, but then it's got absolutely lit, you know, sometimes that happens in life, whenever you just get a wee bit too excited, you get steaming, like people were probably waiting on the Boytown podcast, coming out on the 27th of December, you know, all ready to go, licking their lips, mm, like LL Cool J, just with excitement, and um, we touch a trepidation, because you don't know what to expect after... Last week's great episode with uh, Sugar Butter and Butler, but it's, it hasn't come. So what's going to happen is it'll be out. Um, the podcast will just be coming out on the Friday, which will be probably now because you're listening to it, being like, "What the fuck are you talking about, four man?" Uh, obviously, you're making an announcement. The podcast is going to be out on a podcast, which will be out. So you're just wasting and fucking things up. Do you know what I mean? But what I'm saying is, guys, um, to use who. Um, are embracing it sorry to you guys who you know don't fuck you but it's here it is what it is and I'm just saying I'm massively hungover when I'm recording now so what I'm going to do just to be a real real top guy is plug some things Boytown style mm. Um, first and foremost the big live podcast Boytown 110 110 uno uno uh live on Monday the 18th of February at the Accidental Theatre, Monday the 18th of February 2019, whoa, where do the years go, 
I remember when it was 1986 and I was born. You know, I just was born. I was the most advanced baby ever. So I believe at the time I was recognised by the Guinness World Records. I could walk, I could talk, I had teeth. You know, bit my own umbilical cord off. Talented guy. But it's 2019. Um, the podcast is going to be £10 to get into, which is, uh, you know, very reasonable. And it's myself... And the master like Money Toad, Snake Rat, Shane Todd. Um, there could be some live stand-up there too. Um, and there could be some sexy surprises. And, you know, all I'm going to say is 2019 is going to be a big year for the Boytown podcast. Um, <clears throat> we have a lot going on. We, we're working like little beavers. You know, like little, like little furry little beavers with our little teeth just gnawing away at things to happen for you guys. Um... I'm not fully allowed to say what yet, but we have fully organised something that will become available to you very soon, and it rhymes a lot with merchandise. It rhymes with p-shirts and puddies and paw pats and peony pats. All for you guys coming out very soon, and. It's very sexy, you know, it's um, Papa Bear and Money Toad approved merchandise and it'll be with you very soon once we get everything cleared. So 2019 is going to be a big year for the, the Boytown Massif. Whoa. So right, let me just go on now to listeners' questions. Luke Sweeney has said, so... Episode 110 is going to be another live one, you say. I thought Papi Chulo, Davy Wavy and Mrs. Shane Todd would have spent, would have been spent after episode 100. What can we look forward to at episode 110? Mr. Butt Sugarman, Aaron Butler, Lance Bouvier, please let the citizens know ASAP. Um, well, look, there's going to be, there's going to be some guest appearances, um, you know, we're trying to, again, every live show, we try to up it. We try to better the one before it. So we're going to have some very bespoke entertainment. We're going to have some mm, sexy stand-up comedy. We're going to maybe have a few guests featured. We might have some video action. We could have some merchandise. You know, there'll definitely be a lot of exciting things, but you're certainly going to have a calm and creme fresh time. So definitely um, get to it. Matthew Mernon, good morning, has said, last podcast of 2018, accordingly, who's featuring on the Boytown New Year's honours list? Hashtag arrive, sir, arise, Sir Papa, and hashtag manboycbe. Um, I mean, we haven't actually done the Boytown end of year honours yet. I feel maybe that could be a focus for next week on the podcast when the manboy cheeky is back with me you know it'll be the brand new year's episode but with the end of the year coming up i gotta give a shout out to my boy george Um, he's gotta be, be made sir boy of george and i think special mention this year has to go to craig the piano fixer from last week's podcast who was very helpful in trying to sort out my broken piano for my son which i don't have at christmas and lastly, Dr. Christian, because he is trying to really sort Shane's erection difficulties out. Uh, Roscoe Watson has said, Who's more creme fraiche, 
Michael Buffer or Bruce Buffer? Hmm, that's a tough one for those of you who don't know. Michael Buffer is Hall of Fame boxing announcer and the man he coined and trademarked and makes millions off the phrase, let's get ready to rumble. Uh, or Bruce Buffer, who is his, I think, half-brother or stepbrother or something, who is the UFC announcer who's coined the phrase, it's time. Um, and I would say more creme fresh would be Bruce because Bruce Buffer would wear like he'd be more his gear would be more creme fresh. I'd say Michael Buffer would be closer to being cum because I mean like just look at his face. He's got the veneers, the tan, the white hair. Mm, he's got that surgery going on. He's got that like pull back face. You know he's got that permanent face. It looks like he's taking both his hands and just pulled back on his face. Going mm, hello, good morning. <coughs> God, I pulled my face so tight I coughed. So yeah, more creme fresh, I'd say it'd be the Bruce B as opposed to Mikey B. Um, Giles Strutt said, can Big Dave give us a taster of one of the mug-offs to Shane at his wedding? Also, congrats to Shane and tying the knot. Yeah, Shane, congrats if you're listening. Um, Sly, you're not here to get that um, face-to-face, mano-a-mano. But I mean, in terms of mug-offs, I didn't even deliver him that great a mug-off. If anything, I was dead on to him. The person that mugged Shane off the most was his dad, Dennis. And what I will say is, Giles, tune in next week and you'll hear all about Dennis's mug-offs because um, it's going it's, it's going to be great. And next question, Mark Morris, Return of the Mac, has said, do they know it's Christmas time at all? Yes, everybody knows that, you twat. <laughs> um, Chris Henning has said, how are the hangovers after the money ATM's wedding? Not sweet, to be honest with you, Chris, not sweet at all. Um, and we just had to do it all again the next night but I mean I did it because I'm an absolute trooper you know what I mean um, you know trooper hardcore legend to some people just you know feel alcoholic guy to others but I mean we coped Gareth Owens has said happy Christmas chaps simple question this week on Christmas day are you a leg or a breast man mm. I'm just straight up pussy man no um, <laughs> and if you mean turkey I'm I'm a breast guy. I like breast and I like ham. And I ate all the breast and all the ham. In fact, this Christmas, my dad just cooked a ham extra. And then he was like, I fully forgot that uh, he's in troubles with the 80s as well. Here, I fully forgot that I already have a ham cooked, bollocks. He goes to me, do you want a free ham? And I went, yes. And I just brought a free ham home to my house where I live with a vegetarian wife and a baby that can't eat ham and myself and my dog ate a full ham over the course of two days but I had such most nice warm ham mm, sandwiches with real butter like I don't eat butter the rest of the year just have like spread so I don't get heart disease but I had real butter and I had hot ham and I just ate and ejaculated each bite was a splurt and I tell you what it was very much worth it um, oh, and George Evans, last picture he sent me. He sent me a photo, but I can't see it because it's from a private account. Hey, George, you know, man, that's that's the behavior of snake rat. You get someone excited, you're like, oh, yes, I'm going to send them a nice picture for them to discuss on the podcast. And then what you do is send it from a private account, man. That's jerk. You know, don't be don't be mugging me off like that guy. I mean, I got really, really excited there. Um, let me see if we have any questions on Twitter. 
so slow. It's bloody internet. If anyone works for Sky, tell them to sort me out. Give me the most bespoke, sweetest internet connection ever. Otherwise, I move the BT. <laughs> Glenn Lindsay, as it's the season of goodwill, who will win in a fight between a snake rat, Russ Lexus, Masterlight, and the Butlord? Whew. Hashtag Crown Fresh Christmas. Hashtag Hello Dave. Hello Ben. Hello Aaron. Hashtag Sexy NI. Um, to be honest with you, I think. A snake rat would win because the snake rat would find a way to cheat. Master Light would dazzle you with um, light. Russ Lexus would, Russ Lexus would hook you up with good accommodation. He could book the hotel. They could put on the fight. And the Butt Lord, um, there's not much the Butt Lord would win at unless it's a dance contest, which you'd definitely win. Maybe the next Boy Town dance off will get the Butt Lord on board, but you can't officially vote for him because you know he'd just win. It would be not fun. Stu asked. At Bapra and I has said, Good morning, mayors of Boytown. What's your one Christmas essential that you can't do without? Also, congrats to the man boy Cheeky on getting hitched. Hashtag off the market. Um, your one Christmas essential that you can't do without? Mm, brandy sauce. I love a bit of brandy sauce. Get some brandy sauce on that Christmas cake on those mince pies. Mm, I love brandy. I drink brandy and I drink brandy sauce. I just get lit. I love it. Um, Shane can't do without a strap on at Christmas. It's a it's a strange, long, tawed family tradition. Nearly said toad there, but I mean, we'll ask him about that that next week. The wooden tawed butt plug. Um, we'll ask we'll ask him next week, and he'll appreciate it. Christopher Smith has asked dressing gown or house coat. Discuss now, Christopher. I would normally say myself. It's a dressing gown because. You know, I would put the gown on whilst I choose my outfit for the day. Once I choose that sweet look I'm going for, which inevitably ends up being jeans, black shoes, and a black t-shirt. But in that moment, I definitely feel frisky when I'm wearing my dressing gown. Um, I don't like the term house coat. I like, in my opinion, house coat would be more associated with, you know, peasants and stuff. If you wear a house coat, you'd be wearing it to ask though your pajamas on to go and get your fags. You know, it's stereotype stereotypes. But it is what it is, and what it is is what it is, as the lead singer of Corn, Jonathan Davis said on his own individual solo track, you know. So for me, Chris Devere, it's a dressing gown. And a uh, major shout out to Sean Devlin here because he is has said, Look, I'm too late for a question, but I'll just leave this here. A wee congratulatory meme for the NBC's nuptials, hashtag Liberace, hashtag Somersby, hashtag Bespokio. And he sent a glorious picture of Master Light himself, the man boy cheeky Shane Todd, wearing fantastic garb. I believe it to be Liberace's body with his face on it. And it looks like a CD cover. It says the one and only Master Light live in concert. Fantastic. Um, you know what, guys? That was a lovely episode. Um, I don't know if you like listening to it. Hey, you know, it is what it is. But we got there. It's going to be late. And hey, the technophobe is editing it too. So, you know who knows how it'll sound who knows when you'll get it all i know is that um i'm a wee bloody trooper at christmas time you know i hope you had a great christmas i hope you have a mm, come creme fresh new year and check out next week's podcast when we'll just review great stuff of the year and talk about shane's appearance on television this weekend which keep your eyes and ears open for i'll be very keen to discuss that um a couple of housekeeping things guys once again the live podcast is on the 18th of February 
Tickets are available on shine.net. If you haven't already, rate and review the podcast. Boytown needs to climb the charts so we can get in the iTunes charts again. I said iTunes because I talk like a fucking, I talk like a bozo from New York. I get me in the iTunes charts, baby. Baby, like, like that guy in Home Alone. Snakes Danny says you were looking for me. Who's Johnny? Says I got the lyrics wrong, but I don't know. Get on your knees and tell me you love me. I love you. But anyway, rate and review the podcast. Give five stars. Tell us what you love about it. Uh, you know, just massage my ego. Make me, make me feel good, baby. And then we'll be back next week. Guys, spread the love. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. I love you. Ready to feel awesome? Shell V Power. Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame. One heroic combination. Fill up with 30 pounds of Shell V Power for your chance to win awesome prizes every day with Marvel Studios Avengers Endgame in cinemas April 25th. Fill up and feel heroic with Britain's number one selling performance fuel. Conditions apply. Participating sites see shell.co.uk slash win.